All right, so I want to talk today about freedom and the future of freedom. So what do I mean by that? I, I feel like we have a, a society that is ever condescending, shall we say, of the notion of freedom, ever ignorant of the notion of freedom, ever indifferent to the notion of freedom. And we see this time and time again. I mean, for example, what's happening with the Berkeley riots. We saw what there was so many different guest speakers going over there and, and riots generally speaking throughout the country. They, they never even stop to think that they are just shutting down speech. It's not of interest to them. They just decide this is hate speech and that's a good enough reason to shut it down. Never once thinking for a moment that the freedom of speech means precisely allowing speech that, you, that offends you to be in the marketplace, right? So, uh, you know, anything, everything is hate speech. I, you know, everyone listening to this knows and understands what I'm talking about here. But it has very big ramifications going forward. And you even see it in companies. And we were talking offline, Ari and I, about how uh, in the old days uh, we were so worried about AOL, well, where is AOL today, right? It's a shell of itself. Yes, you, you can still have an AOL account, but that probably means you're 65 years or older, right? Uh, yeah, don't laugh. It's true. If you have a, an AOL account, I am betting 90% that you are 65 years or, or older. Likewise, um, Microsoft, which uh, is, is a mere shell of itself. Of course, you can buy Microsoft products, but it's, it's nowhere the giant that everyone feared it to be. Uh, and uh, IBM, of course, in its past and such, and th there are many other agencies like this. I mean, GM, for example, is no yes, longer... Sears. Oh, good, good, good example, yeah. Sears. Uh, Barnes & Noble is far smaller than it ever used to be. Uh, Blockbuster, you, you know, these are, these are uh, industries sometimes destroyed by the internet and sometimes destroyed, uh, destroyed by their own hubris. Right, this notion that they could somehow uh, do whatever they wanted to do and that everything would be just fine, and and more to the point, they got destroyed by their own arrogance at the end. But you just can't do it all. This is why I don't. I mean, no one's gone after Google for um, uh, antitrust violations, right? I mean, maybe they're talking about it, but it's not in the papers as you saw with IBM. The, the last great antitrust violation attack was against Microsoft. And they broke up Microsoft to some extent. And, but it, it turns out they didn't need to do that. You know what really broke up Microsoft? was Google. <laughs> Google and Apple together. Those are the real forces out there now. Just good for today. And so it will happen with Google and Apple too. Now, I'm not talking about business here. I love talking about business and, and the rise and fall of businesses. They're like empires. But why do they fall? And like empires, they fall for the same reason. They end up not, no longer being about something. They are instead, uh, in, in the case of, of uh, Microsoft, in the case of Apple and Google eventually, and Facebook too, they end up being mouthpieces for certain ideologies when they forget that their main mission is to embrace freedom of speech, to embrace Americanism, to amplify something much greater than just an ideology. But that's what Facebook is doing, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're seeing this now that if, you know, like Ari was uh, kicked off of fa Facebook. What was the reason? Because you said something about Muhammad. Um, I was kicked off first for three days. 
for responding to a post. I didn't even post this as a naked post. I posted this as a comment on someone else's line of thinking where I said Muhammad was a pedophile, which, uh, fact, he was. Right. Okay. Well, if, if Roy Moore, if you can call Roy Moore a pedophile, you can certainly call Muhammad, Muhammad a pedophile. A pedophile. <laughs> right? But an actual one where there's right. evidence and he admits it in his own right. Right. More, right. Roy Moore didn't take a 13-year-old girl or even younger as his wife. Six-year-old, right? actually. Oh, my Nine-year-old, God. Nine-year-old, I think. Is that right? Case. Yeah, I think right. a six-year-old girl. So, you know, real pedophile area, not even yeah. hey, she was a teenager and thought she was 20, you right, know, like exactly Animal right. House. Or, or real, she was really mature or whatever. Yeah. Kid. yeah. Well, they suspend me for three days for uh, doing so. And they said in their little comment to me that it violated their terms of service and their community standards or something. So when I was reinstated, because I took a, a screenshot of when they suspended me, I posted the screenshot and sort of as a, uh, a, a, as a you know, the more you know kind of post. I said, <laughs> by the way, um, friends out there, I was suspended on three days uh, from, by Facebook for saying this. And then I put a screenshot of that. Well, they didn't like that because I guess their terms of service and community standards are secrets that they don't want those suspended to tell others. Right. <laughs> right? Well, and so they suspended because, because the first time you were revealing something that they found offensive regarding Islam, and then the second time was a double whammy because you not only re-exposed the Islam issue, but also the fact that Facebook was so sensitive about it, and they they would dare to censor you. And we're having this. Uh, a very similar problem, by the way, with uh, PragerU. As you know, I'm on the board of PragerU. I'm very proud of that. And uh, we're working with a law firm that has already sued uh, Google and YouTube because they have decided to censor and limit uh, various different, or at least restrict, severely restrict the uh, videos that we that we put out. And the theory being that it's it's ta- it's too violent, it's too much sex or whatever. Adult content. Yeah, basically. adult. Yeah, and it's yeah, Prager you of totally all videos. Innocent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, to look at this, it is. It's I would. It's not even PG thirteen. It's I think it's PG. It's G. It's G rated. Well, it would be G. Wait, hold, hold on, it would yeah. be G. If for the fact that the only reason why it would be PG is because you wouldn't understand the words. A parent should be there just. To be able to say this is what the word extreme means, for example, yeah. this is the word uh, uh, electoral college means, uh, kid. You know that that's the only reason why you would want a parent just to explain the words, but but there's no, I mean, no nudity whatsoever. By the way, there's no live visual stuff anyway. It's all graphics anyway. And there's certainly nothing um, bloody or, or gross. Yeah, or anything it's animated like stick figures. That anyway, almost, the, the yeah. point is that it's about you know they're trying to restrict and. Like, it's not a big deal for a lot of people. You would think this is a huge deal. And it did get some press from Wall Street Journal and everything else. That's good. But it's such a friggin' huge issue. So, for example, back in the, in, I think it was the late 70s, early 80s, when the Nazis uh, wanted to march in Skokie, Illinois. Remember that? And uh, Jews uh, were all around that saying that we support your right to march. They believed in freedom and free speech. Okay. So, you know, you got to give hands off to hands, but hats off to them, as they say. But today, if something similar would happen, like we want the right to, you know, exactly the KKK, let's say, to, to march in whatever town, it doesn't matter, Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Like yeah, exactly. And then they would say, okay, well, we, we get to have a counter protest if we want, but 
But the very notion that they have the right to, uh, to engage in free speech, that they have the right to march, no, sir. I mean, it, that would not happen today. And so what has happened? I mean, it, it, look, technology changes, culture changes, right? Music changes. Uh, the Internet comes uh, into the scene and that changes a lot of things. But I guess that our notion of freedom also changes. Not because of those things. It happens to be that's, that's one of the things that's changing as well. And if we're not vigilant, then surprise, surprise, freedom goes away. And, and we're watching that right now. Why don't you define vigilance for us? Because, you know, you, we hear that a lot as a, yeah. as a trope. But what exactly does that mean? I have my own idea what that means, but yeah. what, what's yours? Well, for the vigilance, I mean, you have to be on top of it. And we have to, we have to uh, for example, the Berkeley protests, not the protests, the violence uh, to, to stop and sh- shout down all conservative speakers. We need to be vigilant as us to bring this up and say, this is horrific. This is bad. This is the end of free speech. And who are you? And we need to, we need to have lawsuits to stop these people from interfering with our free speech rights. We need, uh, more importantly, to stop the university from saying, yeah, we're going to uh, infringe upon your free speech rights. The, the whole university system, as we have it today, has gone so far that to, to undo them to a place where they do have free speech would be to, to redefine the university itself. That's how bad it's yeah, gotten. Yeah, it has to be dismantled. Yeah, dismantled. Because what I would say is that the vigilance starts in the home and it has to do with your kids. Because clearly this, this change in attitude was done through the education system. Kids are now taught Howard Zinn and not George Washington. Right. They're taught only how terrible America is. They're not talking about the freedom or liberty they enjoy. And then they're taught how sensitive to offense they must all be and how they have the right not to be offended rather than the right to express. Yeah. No, that's, that and, is the number one thing. That is, that is the big change. That, that is the big, big because, change. Because you're not seeing adults no. doing this suppression. No, it's, no. This is what the terrifying part. It's children. Yeah, I know. And then it's children who used to be considered, I uh, love this term, young adults. Nowadays, a young adult is a 35-year-old. It used to be a young adult was a 17-year-old. I, I know. Let's not get too far so, afield so from that. So the point is, <clears throat> the university of young adult population on these campuses used to be considered grown-ups that could handle things for themselves and would be educated. Now they're just elderly children. Uh, of course. You're 100% right about that. But let's go back, though, because I want to, I want to express a, a thought and, a, and a, an epiphany I had about uh, all these things of uh, Apple and Google and Microsoft before it and AOL and IBM and all these big, big companies that are and have been big entities that everyone thinks is going to consume us all, right? And it, and it turns out that never in American history has any one company completely consumed us all, right? It, it, I mean, that's the, the fear. But then again, that's classic leftism, right? They, they, they reign, that they scream from the top of the hills that, that something horrible is going to happen. Never, of course, asking themselves the question, well, has anything like this happened in the past before, Right? Did IBM take over all of us? And are we all IBM robots? Right? Like in the movie 2001, which basically said IBM was with Hal and everything else would be taking over. Well, by the time um, the actual year 2001 rolled around, there, there was virtually no IBM to speak of. It's certainly not the powerhouse that it used to be. Um, and the same thing with uh, Blockbuster, same thing with Barnes & Noble, same thing with um, uh, Microsoft that we just talked about. Okay. What is the, the one commonality? And I'm speaking rhetorically, Ari. One commonality that we see 
with all these companies that rise and fall, and that ultimately will be the rise and fall of Google, and hopefully not Apple, only because, and I say hopefully because I love Apple products, but, but it, will, it will fall if it continues to do the same thing that it's doing right now. What is that? That is that its chief operating system, so to speak, is the advance of leftism. If they continue to do that, every company that does that and does not embrace uh, what, what the, the real mission of any good company is, which is to advance the betterment of its employees and provide a great new product for its people. And provide and shareholder for, value. And shareholder value, an example, right? example, like ESPN being more interested in promoting the NFL protests than retaining cable subscribers. Oh, great, great idea. Oh, that's such a good example. It's the end of the cable industry too, right? Because they're doing these things. Okay, so in the same way that empires uh, fell, because, where you know, you know the expression: "Those who embrace the Jews will be blessed; those who curse the Jews will be cursed." Right? In the same way, companies that bless Americanism will be blessed. Companies that curse Americanism will be cursed. Bingo. How do you like that? Yes. Okay. And, and I, 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 it's such an epiphany to me because it's, it's 100% correlative, right? Any company that has been vicious toward America, they eventually meet their demise. Yeah, look at, for instance, Twitter. Twitter was on fire yeah. until 2013. It had its IPO. Then right around the time of its IPO, it started embracing censorship. Out of the blue. And until that point, they had a CEO named Dick Costolo who was always took the attitude, hey, look, we're a platform that allows so much speech, we don't have the ability to censor anything beyond actual acute violent threats from one user to another. If you threaten another user, fine. But if you express an opinion, no matter how beautiful or vulgar, it's okay with us. Right. And they flourished. And they were posed they were poised to take down Facebook right that time. And then they made a mistake. They yeah. got rid of Costello, hold, held their IPO, and embraced censorship. Yeah. And they're stuck. Yeah. Now, now they're really stuck. And they're now behind. they've become nothing but a, a corporatist echo chamber yep. where they don't exist to give you and I the, the upstart new voices, which is why they were invented. Right. They just are there so that LeBron James can tweet. Wait a minute. LeBron James doesn't need to tweet. He's on TV all day. You see, the notion here is that freedom itself is what these companies need need what these companies need to embrace. You have to embrace freedom, and freedom, more particularly, means the freedom of speech. The minute that somebody like you, Ari, on Facebook, uh, start uh, you know slowing down your keystrokes because, well, you know, who knows how Facebook might interpret this? Uh, you know, somebody might report you, and then you'll be shut down, and all the good stuff like that. That's that's a bad moment. You should never have to worry about that. That they certainly don't mind uh, you 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 know writing uh, swear words on that. So no, long. they Especially, certainly don't mind oh, being cri- criticizing Christianity or Republicans or yeah. Uh, you you know. can say f those guys. Uh, they, they, those guys are full of s or whatever it is, or even going to the, the foul sexual terms too, and that will be okay so long as it's about conservatives and uh, and Christians. Um, and, and that's okay. But this is, this is the problem, is that you need to understand that anytime you fight freedom and liberty, which is the hallmark of, of Americanism, you will fall apart. 
Okay, so the beauty of uh, great companies, I mean, even Apple. Apple still is, you know, it's not synonymous with uh, trying to suppress your free speech. You know, you, Facebook is doing that. Google's doing that. YouTube is doing that. Uh, but not uh, not Facebook. Not Apple. I'm sorry, not Apple, right. Yeah, Apple, not Apple is doing a little, like, for instance, there's this new app called Gab, which takes a direct aim at Twitter. Right. By being a free speech version of Twitter. Apple will not allow that in the App Store. Uh-huh. Understand? So they are doing some things. Okay. Apple had a uh, new app for their new operating systems to um, have a news feed, right? Right. Where they were going to have, and instead of embracing the new media and real non-establishment news, they just went with the CNN stuff. Yeah. Why? Yeah. As if I you know. can't get that anywhere else. I know. I know. It's very frustrating. You know, but I think uh, the NFL and ESPN are really important examples because they have a carryover effect. In other words, people tune into ESPN and deal with and tolerate the rest of the crap that bundled cable gives them because without ESPN, you don't have access to live sports, which right. you need cable for. Right. Once you make ESPN irrelevant by their own actions, now I can cut the cord and I don't care. Yeah. Once the NFL tolerates the kneelers and makes me not want to watch the sport, right. now why do I need to be on ESPN? If ESPN's commentary class won't criticize the NFL players by acting like knuckleheads, which are hurting their own business yep. by turning out by making sports fans turn away from both this sport and their own cable channel. That right. means they're not defending their own interests. They're promoting leftism above it and then hurting everyone else in the cable ecosphere. Yeah. You're, you're, it's an amazing carryover effect. It is. It is uh, they don't realize the moment you suppress, suppress freedom, the, the, this is the one thing that God wants us to be, is to be free. Right? It, you cannot find God without allowing people to be free. It just, it won't happen. And so... God will curse you for not allowing people to be free. You, you know, you know, you know, it's interesting. You don't see Christians in all these, I'm in a lot of Facebook post uh, groups. I love, my, my favorite ones are the Christian and pro-Israel ones and the Jewish ones, the Orthodox Jewish ones. I'm not in, in any of the other ones. They don't censor you. If, if you're an atheist, you're welcome to speak your mind. Okay, and they speak their mind, and usually it's full of expletives and such. And then people respond, "Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, may the light come onto you one day, and you'll be free again." And right, but they don't say, "You are not meeting our standards." You know, we we shut you down, sir. Right? It's but the atheist ones, oh, they are so super uh, sensitive, and for that matter, generally speaking, the the liberal uh, Facebook groups are very very sensitive. So there's something to this, I think. I think we're on to something. Well, of course. And think about like regimes like North Korea and China, communist China, especially in the case of North Korea. The entire nation is cursed. Right. Cursed by their own hand, right. if you will. Yeah. And look how much work a repressive regime has to do to suppress freedom. Oh, it takes a lot of work. It takes work. a lot of energy. Yeah. Think of all the GDP that Cuba or Venezuela wastes, having the best and brightest in their countries have to go into the idea suppression business rather than the come up with the next great idea business. Right. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's you, the beauty of the next great idea business is that you don't, the government doesn't have to be involved whatsoever. Right. It costs and, zero. And then, and then the correlation is think about how many engineers and uh, post binders that Facebook has had to hire 
and spend its capital oh, outlays it's, it's, it's on to, it's to, to monitor yeah, stuff, yeah. to block it, rather than just hiring new engineers to make a better product. Right. But you see where I'm going with this, oh, right? absolutely. I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? Yeah. Like, you will succeed if you allow your people and your ideas to thrive in a free and open way. I mean, this is the way I like to think that I run my, my office. You know, I, I adopt a very open approach. People can approach me in my uh, business and say, look, Brock, I think this is not a good way to go. I usually try to agree as much as I can with them so long as it makes sense. Um, I, I never assume that I know the most in the room. Um, I do have some more experience than most of the people here, but nevertheless, they have some good ideas and they're, they have expertise in areas that I don't have. Are you, so saying, I'm, you, I'm are gonna, you saying you hire people because you hope that they're so smart they might be smarter than you? That's right. Uh, oh, I, See... I, I want everyone who works for me to be smarter than me, including my file clerk, my secretary, I, my administrator. I don't need to be told how brilliant I am. On the contrary, I, I, I want them all to be more brilliant than me. Right. Right? That's exactly so, it. Because it's like when you buy – when you go to the supermarket to buy a can of soup, you want the people who made the soup to be better soup well, makers than you oh, are. Oh, that's a good example. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you want more expertise well, than you have when you pay money well, for Well, from it. a purely selfish point of view, think of it this way. I, I – you know, somebody comes into my office and says, oh, Brooke, I have a good idea. I think, blah, blah, blah. And, and I know that they're smarter than me, at least on that issue. I'll say, sounds good to me. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> run with it. It, it. Run with it. It means I don't have to think. Right? Yes. It's selfish of me. I'm, I, it appeals to my laziness, right? <laughs> we, and never underestimate uh, laziness. It's the right? most, no, the it's most powerful. powerful force in human nature is the in males at least right. is a sexual drive and why because after satisfied you take a nap <laughs> so the drive if you boil it all down is to laziness right the 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 human being is designed to do less not more right we are designed to bask in god's glory and uh seek freedom okay, and justice we're, and we're, all we're, that we're, we're getting not past move this. heavy yeah. objects we're getting around. past the, the point because we're talking about we also Talk about vigilance. Yeah, right? but it, it correlates to companies spending all their clock cycles yes, yes. on useless things. That's what I'm saying. And likewise, in my firm, uh, it is so much more effective to let people be free to present their ideas to me. Uh, and most of the time, I want them to be smarter than me. In fact, all the time, I want them to be smarter than me. Yeah. Why not? Uh, and I have no problem with it. I'm, yes, I'm paying their paychecks, but it only means that I get to give them bigger paychecks over time and, and myself a bigger paycheck. Don't we all win, I think? Yeah. Right? So at the end of the day, the, the, the more free your organization is, the, the less it's controlling the more successful you will be. Your Twitter example is a very good one. Your NFL and ESPN is a very good example. Yeah, and look at Gab, a full free speech platform. Right. And look how much effort these suppressive beings, if you will, to take a page from Scientology nomenclature, are taking towards Gab. It, they just want to run their own app. Right. We're a free speech app. Yeah. But you know what? If we exist over in your ecosystem, you'll make us look bad. Right, of course. Of you know? course. Uh, free, freedom is uh, freedom is something that uh, many people just they don't want to put up with it. It's too hard. It's, there's a lot of effort to it. It doesn't take it doesn't take uh, courage to stop free speech. It takes courage to allow free speech, and and that's what I love so much about uh, great, brave companies like um, uh, with the Supreme Court case uh, recently. I forget what it was. It starts a uh, home. Home buddy or something like that. 
Oh, Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. That's it. Yeah, the Hobby Lobby case and how they, they, they said, look. We we believe in our. We're, we're not going to be forced to provide birth control in our in our healthcare, and uh, I respect that. They they demanded freedom, and and so they they won. And the more I want to give money to them, even if even if you were um, a liberal, you you have to respect the fact that they stand up by their principles. Yes. I always admired that. Yeah, same with the bakers and the florists. Yeah. With the, the, yeah. uh, on the same-sex marriage issue, they just want freedom. Right. The right. Um, it does. It does come. Now, I, I want to kind of move on to another topic, but still about freedom. And I want to talk about the the two different paths that we may see in the near future, in the next few years, um, about where freedom is. What freedom is going to look like five years from now, ten years from now. Now, we make many predictions on the Brucklery podcast. I, I know that. I'm not making a prediction per se about it, but I want to show two different avenues, two different... People don't think about the future of freedom. They, they think about the future of technology. They think about the future of, of books and movies, and, and uh, they think about the, the future of music, right? I mean, uh, who, who would have guessed Hamilton, for example, with its uh, all-black cast or you know, very diverse cast and, and that, that somebody would love this music in all rap form? Okay, so... Maybe you could predict it, maybe you couldn't. But there's so many different kinds of things that are going on that we, we try to predict. Flying cars, will we have driverless cars, right? What is airline travel going to look like? But it's rare. In fact, I, I've not heard it at all. People don't ask, what does freedom look like five years, 10 years, 50 years from now? And I want to study that now. So first, we talked about the meaning of freedom. And that without freedom, we go nowhere, right? And that God wants us to be free. And that's the number one thing he does, he expects of us. And to the extent that we suppress our own freedoms, he will curse us. And rightly so. What we're seeing in North Korea, what we see in Syria, what we see in uh, among the ISIS monsters. Yeah, Venezuela. Venezuela. Oh, good example of Venezuela. The, the Cuba, you name it, that's, that's offensive to God. Yeah. Okay? And God loves American democracy. God loves Israel for its democracy as well. And as messy as it is, by golly, it's far better than anything else. And, and this is the only way to reach God. Because without freedom, you don't have the freedom to explore. And if you can't explore, you ain't finding God. It, it, it's the number one way to find God is to explore. Yeah. Do you think To people, ask hard questions. Yeah. Do you think people are going to reject the, the creeping totalitarianism of like the... Uh, environmental movement and the um, engineer, the, uh, what, they, what would you call that? The socially engineered and planned community movement that Los Angeles is going right, through. Right, right. Okay, so now let's take it, let's do this right now. Okay, so let's take the dark path first. And I want you to come with me on this to, to see the path that goes to the left, literally to the left, okay? Yeah. And uh, that's a path where it's going to be far less in the way of freedom and the why of that. And then we'll come back up the path, hopefully, and we'll go to explain a different path that we, we see can be hopeful. So let's, let's take it down the road, the, the, the dark path. Um, here we are seeing more and more efforts to suppress free, free speech than ever. Freedom doesn't mean as much to people. As we have more and more of a godless society, if that is indeed what's going to happen, freedom won't mean anything. People will discover freedom literally means nothing. As long as you have 
you know, as much sex as you want, as much food as you want, as much health care as you want, as much education as you want. You know, and of course, that education will be told, uh, will be limited to only acceptable uh, information, but nevertheless. Yeah, in other words, the freebies. The freebies. And you won't need yeah. your freedom. Yeah, th- then it's far more attractive. Then why are you complaining? What's, what's, wrong with, uh, what's wrong with that? And why are you pushing for freedom? Don't you have everything you need, son? Right? Isn't that, isn't that all you need? And we're seeing that in Europe. Europe. Europeans don't understand freedom. We talked about freedom and the importance to freedom, and they'll shrug their shoulders. I mean, I remember this living in Germany. I talked about freedom all the time. And to them, yeah, you know, freedom is interesting, you know, okay. But it's, freedom is as interesting to them. I remember I had one of my attorneys, she loved knitting. She would get knitting magazines. She would, she would go to uh, retreats where she would knit with other women there and they would compete for... I just was... I couldn't care less about that, right? But she liked it. Okay. It's, I think knitting is important. I mean, we can't have clothes without knitting at the end of the day, I suppose, right? <laughs> I think that's the way the Europeans view freedom. <laughs> Ari likes this a lot. But it's true, it's, right? Well, they, they, I, they think, okay, freedom, what? what, what? But, but they look at me as if like... But you've got everything, so what's the problem yeah, here? I, I mean, I was going to say Europeans look at freedom the way we look at soccer, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, but okay, but that's, it's, it's a fashion, it's, you know, it's like mayonnaise on french fries, uh, you know, whatever. But the point, the point is that they, they just don't get it. They, they, they think that we're as crazy, this notion of freedom that we have, they don't understand it the same way they don't understand our love of guns, or our love of God, for that matter, which is not surprising at the end of the day. They don't get that. What's up with you, Americans, and your love of God, uh, guns, and freedom? Why do you talk about that so much? Yeah, why do you need your car? Why do you need yeah. your suburban house? Right. I've, <laughs> I've, got, uh, I've got my vacation time. I'm allowed to walk around and, and have, you know, have sex with this person, that person. I, I'm not wanting for food. I'm not want, wanting for health care. I've got my university. You know, it does not compute to them. Freedom is just not relevant to them. So, so what is the future? If we want to be more and more like Europe, right? And Europe is, is by and large, it's a very godless continent. Very few people are actually identifying as Christians or Jews. Very, very few. Yeah, isn't that ironic? The place of the best cathedrals in the world. Oh, it's, 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 it's so devastating. But, but they, don't, they don't have it. So, so, yeah. so, so it's no surprise that they also are not interested in freedom because if they did have religion, they would understand that that's where their sense of freedom comes from. That's the only reason why you wish to pursue your freedom at all in the first place. They don't get that. So, okay, so things get darker, right? So now as we get you know, with the global warming business, right? The climate change business. Well, you know, we need to sacrifice some of our freedoms. Like our freedom of transportation, our freedom of movement, our freedom of where we can live, the freedom of how we can live, the freedom to be able to flush the toilet rather than have it flushed for us. Right. The freedom to use the sink rather than have it used for us. Right. Although those are, to the people who listen to this podcast who live in Los Angeles, you all know what I'm talking about. Go into a public bathroom in a restaurant today. Do you have the choice of when to turn on or off your water? Right. Or does it do it for you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you get to choose hot water and what amount? These are small things, but they're important things at the same time. But hang on, hang on. But more importantly, it's the, the other freedoms that are being taken away from you. 
it's and it's really the freedom of speech in particular that I want to talk about because it's one thing to have you know not as much water. They want to conserve. The restaurant decides it wants to conserve its own water sources. Fine, okay, they're entitled to do that. It's their business, literally, right? If if I go into um, if you go and come into my house and I decide that I don't want to pay a huge heating bill and I make the the temperature on a hot day um, to uh, seventy eight degrees, well then you know live with it. Okay, and you can cool down if you like in your own way. Put on the fans if you like, but I don't want my air conditioning. Okay, so that's that's again, it's my business, right? But when it comes to speech, that's a different story. Um, they will expect you to be very careful what you say, and as we get more and more um, infiltration from uh, extremist Muslims, uh, we're going to be more and more suppressed in our in our speech as well. You're going to see that happening. Already, uh, Jews in Los Angeles, one of the most populated uh, uh, Jewish populations in America, and for that matter, the world, other than Israel, uh, men are afraid to walk around with kippot. That's the little uh, um, uh, skull caps that yarmulke. you see. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying it for our Gentile friends. Uh, it's called a yarmulke, but it's, uh, or kippahs, kippot, and it's a skull cap that you see that Jews often wear, and it's very clear to identify them as Jews as such. There's more intimidation now about that than there used to be. People are afraid to wear it in, in some places. In Paris, you don't wear it anywhere. <laughs> it's not a good idea to wear it. And I don't blame these people for being afraid. There's so few of them, and the Muslim population is so strong. Uh, you're literally putting a target on your back, as it were. So, um, but that freedom is, is going to go. Um, so we're going to have to be much more circumspect, you're going to have to say all sorts of things that you wouldn't expect you're going to say. So, for example, you, you wouldn't be able to say that, you know, I wonder whether or not uh, Islam is uh, a peaceful religion as they profess it to be, right? And then uh, they'll jump all over you about that. No, you're, you're supposed to get in line. All religions are the same. All cultures are the same. Then, of course, you have to get in line about the male-female thing, right? Like, soon it's going to be, <clears throat> we're, we're going to be saying, the whole the notion of ladies and gentlemen that's out that's already go, beginning to go out um, the boys and girls situation is going to be out at the end of the day um, there, there are so many different little things that are happening now that sometimes I'm surprised that they're still there because of the boy girl distinction that they're trying to erase but that involves the end of freedoms it doesn't it right I mean you trip your you the freedom to use my bathroom without the opposite gender. Sitting right there next to me. Well, that, that's one thing, right? And um, but the freedom about being able to talk about your frustration about it. I don't want uh, a man to go into a, a bathroom with my daughter or my wife. I, I think it's dangerous, and I'm cautious now about saying that. And I, I dare say that we'll be more cautious about it five years from now. Yeah, you're saying that um, you can't. Well, just saying that you. And I agree with you that we will not have the freedom to call Bruce Jenner a mentally ill man who's had some bizarre surgeries yeah, good example. by his own elective, right. but instead have to call him a beautiful woman right. that I <laughs> am more than willing to have sexual right. relations with, oh, who yeah. I find arousing and pleasing, or pleasing whatever, yeah. and yeah. that I'm... I will be just as satisfied sleeping with her as any other beautiful woman like Michelle Pfeiffer. Absolutely. That's, no, that's, what, that's what they're going to say. And, and you're, you're saying, and I believe and this is an important thing to note, you're not just saying that 
freedom to say things is squelched, like North Korea, you'll be required to affirm certain things. Right. And if you don't affirm these things right. through verbal expression, you'll be considered uh, oh, yeah. outcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, and not only that, but you're, 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 you'll be required to affirm, like you said. I mean, by the way, so, I forget who, who it was, was trying to create a law where you're required to be attracted to transsexuals. Like, okay— I mean, even even the year 2017, or even the year 2027, or 37, or 47, I don't know that how you're going to be able to enforce that such a law. But but never mind. I mean, people are able to uh, to get into your mind many different ways. They can make you feel uh, horrific inside your own mind. They can make you feel guilty at the very least. Likewise with the gay um, uh, the gay world, where they will tell you that if you do not at least try. Uh, some home, some homosexuality. Uh, well, then you know you're um, you're provincial, and in fact, um, you're a homophobe probably. So they'll shame you. This is the weird thing. They'll shame you into homosexual behavior, which is a as a loss Even of freedom as well. Even if you're not well. born that way, of course. Oh no, no. So you're I, either I'm talking about heterosexuals. I know, they're, but they're, they're who will be a, shamed into homosexuality. Right. It's a great heads I win, tails you lose scenario. Right. If you're homosexual, you're born that way. If you're not, and you don't try it. Oh. You're a homophobe. Yeah, of course. Well, oh, you're expecting consistency. <laughs> you're, no, you're expecting no, logic I'm, in this I'm whole saying, thing. I'm saying I, what I, the equation is. I understand. I'm, I'm, I'm going with you, Ari. And I'm wishing them good luck with this when they bring this up to the Muslims. Ari's not kind of picking up one and laying down here. I'm agreeing with you. I know, but I'm saying to them, I wish them good luck when it comes to the Muslim community they've been catering to. Because <laughs> well, exactly I don't know right. if the Muslim community's going to be down with You don't that. say. You don't say. <laughs> Uh, that might be a little awkward. No, but but speaking about the Muslim community, you will see more and more schools requiring young children to say uh, the Muslim prayers. Right, and visit and, the mosque. And visit the mosques and everything else. And I ain't doing that, not with my kids. No, thank you. And I, I'm, I'm putting my foot down on those things. I'm putting my foot down on a lot of different things. And, uh, okay, it'll be a challenge. Yeah, that's where the vigilance that we're talking about is. Yeah. You have to be vigilant with your own children. Right. Figure out what they're being taught and what they're not being taught. Right. And fill in the blanks. And don't leave it up to some school or teacher. Yeah, that's right. My children were taught that Abraham Lincoln was a Democrat. <laughs> I asked my yeah, daughter. I, I showed her a $1 bill a few days ago. And I said, pointed to the picture on it, the portrait, and said, who is that? Right. She goes, I don't know. Uh, you don't know. <laughs> what do they teach you at school? Oh, I think we covered that in kindergarten. She's in second grade now. So right. You haven't heard about this guy's name in two years? And you don't know the full story about him? All right. So so, so free- that's what we're talking about. With there's the also a freedom. Yeah. There's a freedom to learn about your history. Uh, now, if you go to the distortion of history, remember this. The distortion of history is, uh, is a robbing of freedom as well, because if you don't have good information, you are going to make very bad decisions, obviously, right? So just, you know, if you get bad, inf- bad map directions, you know, where you should take a right and versus a left yeah, and all that stuff, up you're going to run place. It's, it's basic, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but when it comes to somehow, when, when it comes to history and then expecting people to make good decisions, right? Well, you'll end up in a good place. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So, so give me communism now. Right. right. That's right. Uh, so they don't mind the, the loss of freedom and it's going to get darker because as they're exploring more and more of these shout downs, 
and the taking down of statues and everything else, people are watching and they're saying, you know what, it's not worth it, especially if you do not have a strong spiritual backbone, a religious backbone to be specific. If you don't have that, what happens when you see this sort of violence? You say, look, I don't want any part of this. I just want to I just want to get my paycheck, please. I want to, I want to eat my breakfast. I want I, my freebies. I, you're I, saying. I want my freebies. You know, I want my breakfast. I want my lunch. I, I, you know, I want to hang out with my compadres at work and then go home at five o'clock, five thirty, and then, you know, see my kids and then have a little nookie with my wife and, uh, you know, be able to, you know, be relatively healthy. And uh, is that so much to ask? And then look forward to the weekend. That's all, you know, I don't, I don't want to get in a fight with these, these idiots. So, you know, what does it take? What, what do I need to do, sir, to not be beaten up? Okay, I'll, do, I'll give it to you. Okay, is that cool? It's, it's no skin off of my back. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to do anything. I'll just be that guy uh, who doesn't, you know, raise his hand and, and doesn't, you know, uh, doesn't protest too much. And that's the chipping away of freedom that we're talking about. You will slowly begin to self-censor. You'll begin to say to yourself, it ain't worth the risk. And then eventually one day you'll realize because you don't have that religious backbone, because you don't have the will to fight, that you're surrounded by crazies, mostly people on the left who are telling you with very righteous faces and looks that you, uh, you should be ashamed to be driving that car because it's a gas guzzler. You should be um, you know, changing all your light bulbs. Um, you should be embracing your child's sexuality and uh, let, encourage him or her to, uh, to, to play and fondle with, with other kids their age sexually. And adults. Right. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah. But it's going to, sadly, I'm going to have to agree with you on this. And you'll, you'll, it's going to be tougher and tougher to say, enough. That's enough. And at some point, you'll be. You know, you and I, you're in your 40s. I'm in my early 50s. But at one point, let's say you're 30 years old. You say, you know, you're 35. Nothing has changed very much. You figure to yourself, oh, you know, I've, I survived just fine. Thank you very much. I'm getting my pay raises and my small promotions from time to time. You know, I'm not going to be any different. I'm just going to continue on. I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. And you know it's wrong, but you don't raise your hand. You don't protest. You, you, you don't fight back, I should say. I'm not, I don't want to conflate protesting and fighting back. And, uh, and you still, you know, kind of let the, uh, the years pass. And then one day you find you're 60 years old, 65. And you know what? You just don't have the gumption anymore. You don't have that ability. You don't have the, the muscle memory to know how to fight back, to say, that is crap up with which I shall not put. Right? And this is what you see in Europe everywhere. They don't fight back. They have no sense of that whatsoever. They're like, think of every one of the, these men out there uh, as scrawny nerds who just don't know what to do when the bully comes by. They just run. Here's my lunch money. Just don't bother me. And th th that's why you don't see too many tales of courage when it comes from, from, from the, the European theater. When was the last time you heard about Dutch hero, right? Or, or a French hero for that matter, or a German hero. You don't hear about such people. They're not awarded the equivalent of uh, the American Medal of Honor in Germany for rescuing a bunch of people. No, they, 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 they wait for the government to handle that for them. The white, the white handkerchief of sheltering in place. Right. 
right? So, so, but this is what happens. You, you are slow. You don't realize it, but you're slowly giving up your freedoms because you say, "I'll work on it tomorrow. I'll work on it tomorrow." And it's um, that freedom is a, is is easily taken away from you. You just don't realize how fragile freedom is. Now, uh, to, now going back, I want to go back up the path, as we said, right? And now I want to explore a different path, the path where there's greater freedom. Oh, Ari David's world in Los Angeles, right? <laughs> no, no, hang on. Uh, the reason why I've got some hope for this is we elected a man named Donald Trump in November of 2016. And there's something very different about this particular president. Not just because he's kind of our first businessman uh, president who didn't have any political experience before. Of course, that's, that's a unique feature, but that's not the reason why he's different to me. He's different because he understands what's right and what's wrong. And he, he calls it out by name. He's, he doesn't care what you think about moving the embassy to Jerusalem or recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Yeah, or he, what the pathway to peace was before and where it must go in the future because of where it was before. Right. No, no we're, yeah. we're cutting off aid to Palestinian uh, right. government and we're now. Cut, and we're cutting off aid to the United Nations. He's also calling the, North Korea for what it is. It's, he's also destroying ISIS because he's saying, you know what, you, you cut that crap out. And he just surrounds them and just blitzes them. And surprise, surprise, they're, they're defeated easily, easily w- within months of, of Trump's presidency. And, and he just he calls it up and, and he says, these regulations are crap. Okay, uh, we're destroying these regulations. It's bad for business. It's not what we're, we're, we're here for. We're here for growth and liberty and prosperity. And that's what America is all about. Yeah. And we're going back to that way. And he doesn't give a crap what you think. Yeah, and he catches Obama wiretapping him. And he right. goes to Twitter and says, Obama was wiretapping right. me. Cut it out. He calls it out by name. And then he takes action. And now McCabe, the number two at the FBI who was behind about this, announced his retirement. Right. He's going to retire in March when his pension is kicks in. Right. And do you know what I think Trump's going to do? Fire him the day before his pension kicks in. <laughs> Ooh, Wouldn't that, that be, be one day to go, I, I, this isn't working. Well, but likewise, with the tax bill, he says, look, we're going to do this. And, he, and one way or the other, we're going to destroy this, this uh, health care bill that Obamacare, Obama had passed. And it's a terrible bill, and it's just evil. It, it is. It's, it was pure evil. It's bad, not just bad for the economy, but just bad for the soul of America itself. And he called it out by name. And, and then he called it out by name and, and when, when he retreated from the climate change, uh, the Paris Court. The so-called Paris Accord. Yeah, not retreat. Exited. Exited, yes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, good point. Yeah, he did not participate. Yeah, there was no retreat. And he didn't call it didn't he didn't give in to, to the idiots who believed in this this nonsense. And and why why was he able to do this? Because not because he he's got a lot of money and he doesn't care what you know political interests are that. No, he's he's pursuing because it, he knows it's the right thing to do. He knows it because he has a religious bone in his body. People don't realize this. He's actually a very religious man. He's exhibiting great religiosity and great respect for religion. Uh, he's he's allowing prayers in his cabinet meetings now. He wishes everyone he's, Merry Christmas. He wishes everyone. Oh, good point. And and he's I, which I love. Of course, you and I both love that. And he's and he's wants everyone to see that they're having prayers before their cabinet meetings. It's a big fu to the whole lefty. Community, yeah. right? Oh, I mean, we can go on and on with yeah. many other but things that he's that doing. And the, and the reason why he's doing this 
is because he's got that religious backbone. And he's not allowing, and not once, not once has he suggested a regulation, a law, or some attempt to chill freedom of speech. Not once. On the contrary, if anything, he's, he wants to expand freedom of speech, which, of course, the lefties can't have, who proclaim that they're, they're all for free speech, but they couldn't give a crap about yeah, it. And I think part of it is because he shows you how to live free. He's a man who feels free, and he expresses himself freely, and he shows others, hey, this is how you do it, remember? Yeah. You say what you think. You say it like you believe it. Yep. Others, when they hear the truth of how you see the truth, they'll go, yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, I'm going to do that too. It's very refreshing. And look, look what's happened. The stock market, because of his uh, freedoms and his uh, spirit of open uh, business and freedom of business, well, surprise, the stock market jumps 5,000 points in less than a year. Excuse me, 5,000 freaking points. Uh, this is wonderful stuff that we're looking at. And I think, I think the countries are beginning to understand that we can't play with this guy anymore. We can't intimidate this man. And, well, that's and, why the left behaves the way it does, because it's, it's at Antifa. And the forces of leftism and the forces of the establishment order in corporations and media and everything else see how Trump behaves and they go, oh, right. fill in the blank expletive right. here. It starts with an F. Right. Other people are going to figure out that they're free, too. Yep. They're going to like it. Yep. Let's let's clamp down. Let's throw eggs at them. Of let's course. beat them. Let's set fires. Let's shut down their speeches. But right. it's it's like God's power. It's God's will. Yeah. Others see it. Others will be. My wife says about how freedom is clamped down in L.A. She's going to say, she says, you know what? I figured it out. And I know sooner or later, everyone else is going to figure out. We don't have to live this way. That's right. We don't have to spend 10 cents in a bag. Right. We don't have to live on you know, right, bike right. lanes and all those things. It's the last-minute thrashing of the monster going down the sewer hole, right? Yes. That's what it is. And we're seeing it, and I, and I love seeing this. And you want to scream out, what's so wrong about freedom? Why, 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 do you, why do you fight so hard when we're just trying to be as free as we can be? And the reason why is that the lefties are afraid. They're, they, they want this utopian world, whatever that utopia looks like, right? Whose utopia is it anyway is one of my chapters in my book. But they want to the absolute control because only their vision is the correct vision. But freedom, it's it's they they that the thing, and I think I'll I'll end it with this. I think that they think that they know what freedom is, but they have no idea what it is. Right? It's it's like that thing you see with jaywalking with with jay leno going with people and now a whole bunch of different people are doing the same thing with lateral with crowder he he asks people on the street the average person on the street and he asks them you know who's the vice president and very few of them actually know uh you know how many states are there very few people of them don't know you know when was america an independent country they don't know uh but it, if you ask people what is freedom they they don't know they have no idea and and then if they, they understand the concept and they understand the word, but you ask them, what is freedom? What does freedom mean to you? Freedom to do what exactly? And they won't answer the question. They cannot answer the question. They'll say, I don't know. I, what is it? And the schools, and they used to know this all the time. And there is only one answer, of course. The freedom is 
the freedom that, that God has given us to find him. And if we don't employ that freedom, we are doomed because that's all it's for. Just like, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, gasoline for the car. It's, it's, it only works in motor vehicles, right? I mean, you can use it for, for energy purposes. That's it. Yeah, but that's what that's the essence of it. Yeah, but when you have Santa Ana winds in the hills and you throw a bunch on the hillside and you strike a match to it, it burns. Right, exactly. But not in the right way. <laughs> right, exactly. It can be used the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, you know, ice uh, has a couple of purposes only. You know, you can skate on it or you can use it for drinks or whatever, right? To cool things down. That's the essence of it. The essence of freedom is. For in, in our sense, is really only one thing, which is to find God. And if you if you give freedom in every other sense, you'll you'll find it's just like you said, it's explosive, it's dangerous. If you say if you decide the freedom is just that I can sleep with with whoever I want, well, guess what? There's going to be some danger associated with that. If it's if you think freedom is the uh, the, the right to eat and and say whatever you want, uh, there's some danger with that too. Okay, you have to exercise your own personal discretion. Freedom is indeed the effort to find God. And I'm hoping that we go down that path, Ari. I, I, I'm beginning to see that we might be going down that really good path. So long as Trump stays that way, so long as Pence stays that way, we might have a really good shot, a good shot at it. We well, so might... long as the voters of America stay that way. Yes, That's... but as so long as they appreciate it. And look, we get the government we deserve. We get that, right? And we will be doomed... Only if we doom ourselves. That's it. We have we've created this fantastic country. Let's uh, let's dare not uh, squander it. And the the best way to not squander it is to understand what freedom really means. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next week. 